0: Hello, Georges Cullenet on Afro Pop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. And this is the voice of Ferouz. There is no way to overstate the importance of Feirouz for Lebanese people and lovers of Arab music around the world.
1: Feirouz is the voice all Lebanese people have in their ears. Even if they say we like her or we don't like her, Do you feel that she speaks in your name. For us, we have to wake up in the morning listening to Fairuz and then you feel your day is okay. If you don't listen to Firouz, there is something
2: wrong. And this is not only in Lebanon. It's in Syria, in Jordan, in 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 all the Arab countries. She's a meat for the Lebanese, a diva. She is the liberty of Lebanon. She's a
1: sacred person for everybody. The voice of Fairuz is just like a mother, like your mother calling you. She has different colors in her voice. She knows how to be angry, sarcastic, patriotic, other singers, you hear one color. With Feirouz, you can listen the whole day and never get tired because she's a whole person when she sings.
0: We heard singer Hada Hanem, mathematician Nabil Nassif, Hadi Jalakis of the Baalbek Festival Museum, and this gentleman.
2: My name is Hadi Rahbani, composer, author, and producer. I'm from a great family, the Rahbani family. The pioneers of this family are uh, Asi and Mansour, the Rahbani brothers, and Feyruz, what we call the Trinity.
3: Her voice is unbelievable. Thomas Kim, head of the music program at the American University of Beirut. Her voice can make anything sound good. And the were very smart. They used melodies at work, whether it's from Mozart or from Rodrigo or Arabic. I have a friend of mine who does outreach concerts in the schools, and every once in a while she'll play uh, Mozart. And the kids will say, that's Fairuz. <laughs> and they'll have to say, no, that's not Fairuz uh took this wonderful melody by Mozart.
1: If Balbek Festival would announce today that Fairuz would do something in Balbek, I think the fighters would stop and they would be able to see Start to jump and try to, to fight to get a ticket to be there. This is the magic of fairuz
2: Never in all their lives, as Mansoud Rahman Brothers, they write for governors, they write for the people, the, for the country. Every time they were to Syria, Damascus, to Jordan, to Emirates, to Libya, to Kuwait, all the Arab countries, they made a poem sung by fairouz for the people of Kuwait, not for the governor of Kuwait.
3: I think it's hard for Americans of this generation to really understand. But people from a previous generation would easily understand that. When Ethel Merman sings God Bless America, that's not just a song that a Broadway singer is singing. That's something that rings, resonates deep within an American about what it is to be an American. Uh, And that's the same thing for Fayrouz and the Lebanese. My name is Ken Habib
4: and I first saw Fayrouz perform live in her famous 1981 tour of the United States. That really awoke in me something that I knew was there lifelong. All four of my grandparents are from Lebanon.
0: Ken will be our principal guide through the life and career of Fayrouz. On this hip-deep edition of our program, Lebanon One, Fayrouz, a woman for all seasons.
4: I couldn't tell you the first time that I heard a Feirouz song. It was doubtless as a child, going to uh, any number of weddings and dancing a dubki. As a kid, that was the favorite part of a wedding. (laughs) Definitely the celebration afterward with the food and the dancing and what have you.
0: Feirouz's 60-year-plus career has produced a vast repertoire. Can Habib counts some 1,700 commercially available tracks? But considering all the changes in technology and all the unreleased material, a precise tally is hard to come by. Well, we'll barely scratch the surface this hour. But to give you an idea, here's a short medley of snippets from some of Feroz's most beloved songs. <laughs>
5: انت وجاي <تصفيق> رح زين الري جبلي النسمي جبلي والمل
6: أخريك المال هدوني هدوني عينها سحروني
5: على جسر اللوزي تحت وراء الفي بطفلك <تصفيق> بس هالمرة هالمرة بس عبك عهدير البول
0: Famous phrases from Ferouz, the voice of Lebanon. I'm Georges Collinet. Major support for Afropop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities and the National Endowment for the Arts. Okay, let's go back to the beginning of the Ferouz story.
4: Here's Ken Habib. Her born name is Nuhad Haddad. She was born in 1935, a bit south of Beirut in Iddibiyya, to a Syriac Catholic father and Maronite Catholic mother. Uh, And I say that in part because of the religious complexity of Lebanon. Her work has been nearly exclusively with the Rahbani family of composer poets. They hail from Intlias, which is north of Beirut, and have an Orthodox Christian background. The first two of them are brothers, there's Asi and Mansour. The two of them were brilliant artists and they went on with Fayrouz as a team to dramatically impact composition and style of modern Eastern Arab art and popular music. <laughs>
0: We hear a lot about Lebanon in the news, but it's worth
4: taking a moment to consider its unusual history and geography. It's a small country, about 4,000 square miles with a giant history. The history is long and rich and multifaceted, and the beauty is legendary. The mountains are called the Lebanon. That's where the modern country gets its name. And these mountains meet this fantastic Mediterranean coastline you can be sitting on the beach, reading a book in the sun, in a bathing suit, and look up and see the snow-capped mountains, it's really pretty fantastic. The population is small, there are only about 4 million people there. At present, the religious makeup, generally speaking, is about 60% Muslims and 40% Christians. Historically, there also was a sizable population of Jews and a Christian majority. Throughout history, colonial empires have been attracted to the desirable location. It's a very strategic location at the eastern edge of the Mediterranean Sea. And to this day, there is a striking legacy of Roman and Phoenician ruins that if you were a child, you might grow up playing in. They're part of the neighborhood. The Byzantine Empire lost control of what is now Lebanon to the quickly expanding Islamic Empire in the 7th century. The changing rules included the invasion of the Crusaders in the 12th centuries, the Mamluks in the 13th century, and the Ottomans in the 16th century. All these invasions have
0: left behind a diverse population that today includes a number of marginalized religious groups, Maronites, Shiites, Druze, These communities often took refuge in the country's rugged mountains, I tell you not for the faint of heart. It's important to know that Lebanon remained a mostly rural territory, part of Greater Syria from ancient times, until quite recently. Lebanon's modern borders were established after World War I, under the French mandate. And Lebanon only became an independent country in 1943, with Beirut as its capital.
4: Arabic was and remains the official language, but there's still a significant amount of French spoken, as well as English and Armenian. And so, this is the context into which Fairuz and the Rahmani composers were born and raised. Assi and
0: Mansour Rabani grew up listening to their father play the long neck bazook in his coffee shop. There they listened to the great Egyptian composers and singers of the early 20th century, Sayyid Darwish, Mohammed Abdul Wahab, Umm Kulthum. When they began studying music, the Rahbani brothers learned both Arabic and Western music,
4: and from the start, they composed as a team. In a personal interview, Mansour Rahbani in 1999 was looking back and uh, said to me, There was no Asi, there was no Mansur. Sometimes I wrote and composed and arranged the orchestration. Sometimes Asi wrote, composed, and did the orchestration. Sometimes I would write and Asi would compose. Then I would do the orchestration and vice versa. But the name was always the Rahbani Brothers. A few quick statistics here.
0: Feruz recorded from 1948 up to her most recent CD in 2010 some 110 albums and over 1,700 songs. In a later period, she worked with Ziad Rahbani, her son through her marriage to one of the Rahbani brothers, Asi Rahbani. But the model for everything
4: started much earlier with Mansour and Asi. They were composers and lyricists, but they were also playwrights, concert producers, studio producers, and they were arrangers and orchestrators. They were doing a whole package. And once they teamed up with Ferouz, the Harbani brothers controlled everything.
0: Even when Ferouz performed works by other composers, the Harbanis were always involved. Ferouz herself was just 12 in 1947 when a vocal instructor at the Lebanese conservatory took her under his wing and began training her in vocal technique, musicianship, even Quranic recitation for her mastering of Arabic pronunciation. Ferouz famously auditioned at the Lebanese radio station for music supervisor Halim Arumi. She sang a song composed by musical icon Farid El Atrash. Arumi was knocked out, and the rest is history.
7: Halim Arumi is an important figure in Lebanese music history. Ethnomusicologist AJ Rassi. He wrote his memoirs, fascinating memoirs, about his work, about who worked at the radio station, who played what, uh, who the composers were, and so on. And he tells the story of um, discovering specific singers and he mentions that Fayrouz came with a group called Fuleyfel Brothers the Fuleyfel Brothers uh, composed brass music they were trained in the military and they were brilliant musicians who composed many of the most popular marches and nationalistic songs and just beautiful tunes. They came to the studio and Halim Aroumi says that he heard her voice and he was so impressed by it He convinced her to come to the radio station to join the chorus, and soon she met Asir Rahbani, who became her husband, and some of her early
4: songs became hits. So now she's working in the Lebanese radio station. She's really a kid, and she's working around masters, veteran musicians. Now, doubtless, she has a gift of an amazing voice. That's the nature part. But the nurture part is, you know, even somebody with a great gift has to have it brought out. And so she's in a perfect context for this. And instead of going on to be called Nuhad Haddad, Rumi suggests an appellation for her. There are actually a number of appellations on the table, and she ends up going with Feruz, which means turquoise. It was Arumi who
0: introduced Feruz to Assi and Mansur Harpani in 1949. Now something legendary was beginning to unfold the Trinity's first big hit is a 1952 song called itab which means blame it's a tale of unrequited love and it's a success let's hear a little <laughs> Soon, Ferouz and the Harbani brothers are working the three media centers of the Middle East, Cairo, Beirut
4: and Damascus. In 1955, Working with the Cairo radio station and Voice of the Arabs radio station, they recorded the song Raja'oon, which is The Returning Ones, which was widely understood to be supportive of the Palestinian cause.
5: (laughs) ¶¶¶¶
4: In the rain we are returning, in the storm we are returning. In the sun, in the winds, on the fields, on the plains, we are returning. In faith we are returning, for the homeland we are returning. On the sand and in the shade, on the trails and in the hills, we are returning. From Rajaun on, they would be identified with the Palestinian cause quite a bit. There's a whole album called Jerusalem in My Heart, 1972. One of the fantastic epic pieces on Jerusalem in My Heart is Zahrat al-Madain, or The Flower of Cities, which is understood to be Jerusalem. And so there would be all of these references to the Holy Land in a more fundamental way, but the audience largely was understanding that to be supportive of the Palestinian cause.
5: لأجل من تشردوا لأجل اطفال بلا منازل لأجل من دافع واستشهد في المداخل واستشهد السلام في وطن السلام وسقط العدل على المداخل زمن العدل. زمن العدل. هوت مدينة القدس تراجع الحب وفي قلوب الدنيا استوطنت الحرب وحين هوت مدينة القدس تراجع الحب وفي قلوب الدنيا استوطنت الحرب الطفل في المغارة
0: and the Rahmani
4: brothers with the Flower of Cities. In 1957, they began performing at what would become this iconic festival in Lebanon, the Baalbek International Festival. It was a festival that focused on music and theater and dance and uh, that aimed at having an international appeal. And now, instead of performing in studios, they're in front of live audiences. And of course, that dramatically changes the dynamic.
0: Mansour Arbani's son, Hadi, is a student of this history.
2: They inaugurated with the Baalbek festival, what's so called the Lebanese Nights or the Folkloric Nights and they made uh, the first time uh, like a variety show. That show was a sensation and the idea grew. Soon the Trinity
0: created a full-on musical play called Season of Prosperity.
2: This is the first musical play. That means it has a story and uh, uh, music inside and they have dialogues, we can talk and, and also singing and dancing and everything with lighting, with choreography, with scenography, everything.
5: تحكي وإشهد لك سهل حالي
3: يا بنت إختي ما شهدتي لي مين رح شهد على حالي
5: مازال راجح مجرم وجاريح ليش حتى تقاتلوا الراجح
3: ما فيش راجح كبر عقلك <m up cries> yani
5: <utensils
3: folklore in
5: Whew>. <uzime>
0: Hadi looks after the Harmani brothers' archive, a collection of 23 musical plays, three feature films, and all those songs.
2: So, who better to explain what was so special about these prolific composers? They created the identity of the Lebanese song, the Lebanese mentality of writing poetry, because, you know, there was a war, not a war, a real war, between the Egyptian mentality and the Lebanese one. So when Asya al came, they changed totally the vocabulary of the poetry. They bring it from the village. They bring some new words, which was really uh, affect the Beirutian ears because in Egypt it was all about love and the song was about 20 minutes. They cut it short to three minutes only. In three minutes, they can tell you the story. They made what we can call a revolution and the changing of mind about orchestrations. And they create what we call now the chorus. Before, the Egyptian one, it was only unison. They played orchestra unison. And with the Rahbanis, they created the orchestration, the real one. Here is Hadija Lakis, curator of the museum of the Baalbek
0: International Festival
1: what they wanted to do in their musical plays and songs to reflect the Lebanese culture very properly. The way you sing, the way you treat your neighbors, the way you eat, the way you dance, the way you celebrate weddings, everything was uh, incarnated there.
2: They took the folklore and they renovated and they add to this folklore. Hadi divides the work of Ferouz and the Rahpani brothers into three periods. The first was
0: preoccupied with village life, the second with the social realities of Beirut, and the third with history, especially the epic history of Lebanon. Ken Habib says these plays, or operators as he calls them, were signature works for
4: the Harpani brothers. They would draw upon local and regional socio-political history. They oftentimes would poke fun at uh, colonial powers. They would weave fun, intelligent musical tales into some of their best hits. And so, gigantically popular, but also deeply rich art music. And it all ties into a kind of a construction of modern Lebanese identity. Uh, In this time where Lebanon is really setting sail into a kind of a golden era, it's post-World War II, it's got independence, And the Rahabani brothers in their compositional style have not only trained in Levantine art music, but in Western European art music, in particular French art music. And they're also drawing upon American popular music, particularly uh, Latin jazz and jazz. But they're doing it in such a way as to infuse those styles into something of their own. And this is really received as Lebanese. And so it was at this time that Lebanon was called the Switzerland of the Middle East and people called Beirut the Paris of the Middle East. In addition to the married together art and popular music that they were producing, they were drawing extensively upon folk music of the region and even religious music. Sometimes you would hear chanting traditions come into play, whether it was Byzantine or a Maronite, it would be infused into the music. The team was famous for producing many examples of Dubki, this line dance famous in the Eastern Mediterranean. Feruz, as a singer, was masterful in her ability to handle the wide range of material that they gave her.
0: Let's talk about the roots of Lebanese folk music. For a little background, here again is A.J. Rassi, UCLA ethnomusicologist, author, brilliant musician, a man born in Lebanon, and a great friend of this program. Lebanese history is hard to isolate from the
7: neighboring countries, but also the Mediterranean. Mediterranean was the small lake, or the large lake actually, that uh, connected people. Apparently music played an important role in antiquity in Lebanon, in laments, in festivals, and probably all sorts of events, including war and poetry and, and things that were so important to the people who lived there. I think in the greek roman Empire, it's easy to see that sort of exchange of mythology, commerce, but also apparently music and musical instruments of the civilizations that came across that region. And, you know, Lebanon is, was sort of the gate to Asia in many eras in history. The um, musical terrain of Lebanon today is very rich and very old whether it's in small villages or in nomadic traditions of the larger Near East.
0: Professor Rassi has studied many things, among them funeral laments, some of them very old from the mountainous Lebanese countryside. Lebanon's funeral laments and wedding songs go way back in history, and many of these traditions are dying out in modern times. But it was more recent developments in folk music that affected the work of Feruz and the Rabbani brothers. <laughs>
7: We talked about folk music of the villages. Well, now we're talking about something called folklore, Lebanese folklore. And that's really a musical, cultural movement that started during the middle of the 20th century, certainly. We would say in the early 50s. It's really a popular art form inspired by the folk music of Lebanon and the region. The uh, Rahbani brothers certainly very, very important in the development of this movement. And Fairuz, Wadia
0: Safi, famous singer Sabah, and many other composers, Zaki Nassif. By the way, for more on Sabah and Zaki Nassif, visit Afropop.org to hear a web exclusive podcast on these two important contemporaries of Fairuz and the Rabanese. <laughs>
2: طل الفجر حكيلو ونحنا من بعيد نحديلو عن حب جديد نحكيلو نحن من بعيد حب جديد وع الصمر الغيد نومنو من خمر العين يصينا الصمر <تصفيق>
5: الغيد
0: we are hearing an example of the sort of Lebanese folklore A.J. E. Rassi was describing, a song by the legendary singer Wadi El Safi. This movement was accompanied by new folk
7: dances that were choreographed. The uh, dance trainers, many of them were influenced, some of them went to Armenia, the Soviet Union, different places, and they became very skilled as choreographers. They looked at the Lebanese dabke or Debka and created dances that correspond to
0: specific songs. Let's hear a contemporary take on Debke music, which these days also describes a whole genre of high tech pop. The Harbani Critic, Ferouz and the Lebanese Civil War, and the era of Ferouz and Ziad Harbani. You can read more from Ken Habib and AJ Rassi, hear a podcast on Zaki Nassif and Sabah, and find lots more on Lebanon and its music on our website, afropop.org. I'm Georges Collinet, and you're listening to Afropop Worldwide from PRI, Public Radio International. One of Feruza's most powerful songs, evoking nostalgia for rural life, is called Kid Me, or Take Me. It comes from the 1962 musical play, Return of the Soldier. The song expresses a desire to go back to the land.
4: me out into the land that raised us and forget me there among the terraces of grapes and figs shed me upon the grounds of our village ancient doors are beckoning me and the sound of the rivers are driving off the absence and eyes at windows are shouting to me friends you're saying we're friends and I walk in forgotten alleyways, a world that's setting, and birds are about to pass the night. I anticipate some hand that is shaking mind, some voice that is saying, Good evening. Take me and plant me in the ground of Lebanon, in the house that's guarding the hill, where I'll open the door and kiss the walls and I'll kneel under the loveliest sky and pray. So, as the song goes on its journey and goes through different phases musically and lyrically, and as it wraps up with Take Me and Plant Me in the Ground of Lebanon, the, the music changes and it becomes solemn, and you hear the lone a cappella voice of Fairuz, and the audience knows it's coming and wants it to come and erupts in applause as the line unfolds.
0: Some of Firouz's most popular songs are simply love songs, like this pop ballad, Abaytak Bisaif, I love you in summer.
5: مرقت الغريبة عطيتني رسالي كتبها حبيبي بالدمع الحزين فتحت الرساله حروف ضايعين ومرقت ايام وغربتنا سنين وحروف الرسالي محيها الشطير
0: stuff from the great Ferouz. But I must tell you, while Ferouz and the Harbanese are almost universally adored in Lebanon, they are dissenters. Our producer, Banning Air, met one of them, the esteemed violinist and musicologist Nida Abumrad of Antonin University.
8: Here is Banning. Antonin is a Catholic university overlooking Beirut from a gorgeous mountain perch, spacious colonial buildings with red roofs surrounded by stands of cedar trees and flowering gardens. Nida Abumrad received me in his office, presenting himself as a musician and scholar dedicated to the tradition of Arabic classical music. When I asked him to describe that tradition, he spoke for nearly 45 minutes, mingling English and French and weaving together fine points of history and music theory in a carefully constructed narrative.
9: Bien sûr, et dans le religieux, il y a beaucoup de religions euh, chrétiennes, islamiques ou hébraïques, et chacune ayant sa musique liturgique différente. Mais toutes ces traditions religieuses reposent sur le même système, sur la même langue modale, euh, modal euh, language. Uh, in essence, Nida makes l'in-tion the l'in-tion case that the Mashrek
8: region, that is, Lebanon, Syria, Jordan, Iraq, and Egypt, all share a single coherent modal and rhythmic language system, a deep structure going back to ancient times. For all the variations of faith and culture in these lands, all this music stems from that single root, For Nida, tradition is not simply a matter of repeating what is past, but of innovating within the parameters of that structure. Composing for him is a three-step process. First, memorize older pieces, lots of them. Then forget them, effectively burying them in the unconscious. Only then are you ready to create original works. That is the essence of tradition for Nida, and the pinnacle of this cultural history came in Egypt during the late 19th century, with the so-called Nahda, or Renaissance. During the NakhTA, some of this region's greatest surviving works were composed, and Nida and his ensemble at Antonin specializes in making new recordings of the music from this golden age. This is Nida Abumrad in his ensemble at Antonine University performing music of the Nahda. He gave me an elaborate description of the musical modes involved. They use notes not found on a western piano.
9: Between D and E half flat you have three-quarter tones. Hmm? Okay. Wow. So you have between C and E flat you have one and three-quarter tones. And between E half flat and G you have three-quarter and one. It's symmetrical. Not easy stuff
8: to grasp. But the point is, all these non-Western intervals make it more or less impossible to layer music into chords and harmony, a fundamental practice in the West. That means these two systems, the tradition of the Mashrek region and Western music, are incompatible at the most basic level.
9: Le système harmonique tonal n'est pas limité, mais il n'est pas aussi riche sur le plan mélodique. Il est beaucoup plus riche sur le plan harmonique. Mais un système de du mašrek est très riche sur le plan mélodique. Il n'est pas riche sur le plan de l'harmonie verticale. Mais...
8: Nida is not saying that one system is better than the other. Western music is richer in harmony, whereas music from the Mashrek is richer in melody. The Nakhta, or Renaissance, happened because Egypt had the good fortune to create its own art music tradition in the waning years of the Ottoman Empire. That's before a wave of westernization swept through this region after World War I. But it was only at that point that Lebanon became a defined state. So, as the Raḥbāni brothers sought to differentiate themselves from Egyptian musical orthodoxy, they followed the popular tastes of their day and reached out to this incompatible music system from the West. The result? They replaced tradition with what Nida calls patchwork. You can hear the disdain in his voice as he describes a composer who wants to combine Arabic scales with rumba. He thinks he's being modern, but he's making kitsch. He thinks he's being progressive, but he's making a patchwork. But I wondered, can't this kind of experimentation be the start of a new tradition, a new school? We cette c'est quoi cette C'est le fait de faire du patchwork. Est-ce qu'il y a une école du patchwork? Sure, he says, follow that school. But what is that school? Is there a school of patchwork? No. Nida Abumrad is well known in Lebanon for his strong opinions, and many would take issue with him. He did profess a great affection for some of the works of the Rahbanis. He simply regrets that theirs is considered the art music of Lebanon. For him, it's as if India had only Bollywood and not Indian classical music, or America had only Michael Jackson and not jazz. Interestingly, Nidad does recognize jazz as a coherent tradition with ancient roots in Europe and Africa, not a patchwork. And Nida does deeply admire Fairuz as a singer, especially when she sings religious repertoire, one place where the tradition of the mashrek has survived. Fairuz famously performs this music in a church every year on Good Friday. <laughs>
5: ¶¶
0: is singing very old Christian religious repertoire of the Middle East in a church on Good Friday. Ken Habib says this annual event is in fact central to Feroz's renown in Lebanon. She's
4: perceived to be a religiously devout person and fundamentally a good person. I think that's a major part of her artistic appeal. For example, her Good Friday services are attended not only by Christians but by Muslims and Jews, regardless of religious background.
0: Listening to the news from the Eastern Mediterranean, you might not imagine that Muslims and Jews would have regard for a singer of Christian religious music, but Ken Habib says this should not surprise us.
4: One of the common misconceptions is that religions somehow were very separated. That's really not the case. I mean, I don't mean to paint an overly rosy picture of how everyone always got along together, but historically, Muslims, Christians, and Jews would have gone to school together, done business together, shopped in the same stores, been friends, had dinner at each other's homes and that sort of thing. That is the historical past. I think it's more the aberration of what happened in the Civil War where all of that broke down. Here we come to the most difficult
0: passage in the modern life of Lebanon and the career of Feroz. The civil war that took some 120,000 lives between 1975 and 1990. The causes of this war are complex. Ken Habib has more to say about that in his essay on afropop.org. But for now, it's enough to say that Lebanon's golden era descended into a kind of mass insanity.
4: People who were formerly friends found themselves barricaded in their own neighborhoods, shooting at their friends, barricaded in the n- next neighborhood over. Obviously,
0: this conflict radically interrupted musical life in Lebanon, including for Ferouz and
4: the Harbanese. There are a number of ways that she responds to the war. She responds with repertoire. She responds by refusing to perform inside of Lebanon, Except for the Good Friday services, which in and of itself makes a certain statement about devotion and where priorities lie, I can't tell you how many people have told me that this was a time when she withheld her voice from us. It was almost, uh, in a sense, punitive.
0: This 1976 song, which translates I Love You, Lebanon, was Ferouz and the Harbani's patriotic response to the war, a statement of devotion to the land and the people who do not waver in the face of madness.
4: I love you, Lebanon, my homeland, I love you. You ask what's with me and what's the matter with me? With you I want to remain while the absent ones are away. I'm tormented and distressed. How sweet is the suffering. And if you leave me, most precious of friends, the world will turn into a lie and the crown of the earth to dust. They asked me, What is happening in the land of feast days, a cultivated land circled with gunfire and rifles? However you are, I love you. With your insanity, I love you. If we became separated, your love would bring us back together. And a grain of your soil is more precious than the treasures of the world. The social harmony of Lebanon's golden era
0: has yet to reemerge. And as Ferouz and the adjusted to an ever more divided public, they became skilled at appealing across ethnic, religious,
2: and political lines. They asked many times. The Rahbani are left, are communists, are uh, they are uh, what they are? They they were Lebanese, really Lebanese. They took from all this, and they made their own. Politics to themselves.
1: We went all throughout the years of war, and every political party has its own TV, radio, whatever, and they use the same song. To hear this song through, let's say, the, the leftist, you feel, ah, she represents them. You you you, you hear it from the rightist, you say, ah, she And you won't be able to say, you won't be able to understand what she really meant.
4: It's one of the central attributes of their art that they were able to appeal across the spectrum of society, regardless of religion, you know, the three big Abrahamic faiths, Islam, Christianity, and Judaism, without offending anyone. Lebanon's long civil war was massively destructive. And
0: by the time it ground to an uncertain end, the Green Line dividing East and West Beirut was reduced to rubble. And remarkably, it was there in Martyrs Square in 1994 that Ferouz performed her legendary Concert for Peace. Ken reads us a description of that concert by Jacques Girardon of L'Express.
4: In the heart of what was the downtown, this unique city, the crossroads of east and west of Islam and Christianity, a giant concert with 50,000 people from all confessions, and the same desire of peace and nostalgia for the golden years of Lebanon before the war. In the moonlight, we could almost see soldiers' shadows holding Kalishnikovs, standing on the top of destroyed buildings. Sea breeze, moist and heavy, inflated the sails and transformed the stage into a Phoenician vessel. When the musicians began to play, the audience held their breath, and then Fairuz appeared. She planted herself and stood immobile and strong like a cedar, and she sang for the 50,000 gathered at her feet, and for the 200,000 ghosts of the war. I've read that so many times, I can't tell you, and every time I do, I get goosebumps.
0: The end of Lebanon's civil war marked the start of a new chapter in Feroz's creative life. Her husband, Hassi, died during the war in 1986, and their son, Ziad, became her primary composer.
4: To go back to Ziad's beginnings, composing for Feirouz, he was only 16 at the time. In 1973, when Hassi, his dad, was in the hospital, and Ziad received the opportunity, and also the responsibility, uh, to compose a song for the operetta that was in work, Al-Mahatta, or The Station. And so he wrote this great hit, Se'elouni The People Asked Me. Ziad actually turned out to be a genius, too. But in that nature-nurture dynamic, he, like his mother, Feirouz, had the opportunity to be raised around these amazing veteran musicians and composers. I think it could scarcely be overstated the significance of the fact that we have a family here. And so Ziad is born into this, and in a sense, he just takes the baton and runs with it. Ziad is a fine jazz pianist, and these days he leads
0: his own large eclectic ensemble. He also writes political columns and plays. We could devote a whole program to Ziad's various projects, but even if we just
4: consider his work with Feroz, a distinctive talent is evident. One of the things that Ziad ends up bringing to his work with his mother is these more outright jazz stylings. It's sometimes called Oriental jazz or Arabic jazz, and also more austere, non-romantic lyrics. This is uh, doubtless a part of his more socialist beliefs, uh, but also, you know, a part of what he saw his country go through as it just disintegrated. From what people reveled in around the world, Lebanon really was a place where people across the Middle East would go to find uh, relatively liberal culture and enjoy the nightlife, and where the intelligentsia would go and artists would go and frankly spies would go and all kinds of things would happen. One of the places where we can see that all come together is in his song Bizakar Bil-Kharif, He Reminds Me of Autumn from 2002. It is essentially his rendition of Autumn Leaves. It begins with a really quite lovely sort of classical jazz-free introduction with completely rewritten lyrics by Ziad.
5: كلمة تجي لتغيب وجك بذكر بالخريب ترجع لي كلمة ديني بدها تعتم متل الهوى اللي مبلش عالخفيف الخفيف القصة
4: I remember you each time the sky gets cloudy. Your face reminds me of autumn. You used to come back to me at nightfall and blow like a gentle wind. It is not a matter of weather, darling, it is a matter of a violent love story.
0: Echoing the reverie of Ferouz's I love you, Lebanon, Ziad puts a darker spin on things. But he, and especially Ferouz, retained the optimism of the pre-Civil War generation. You
4: hear it in words Ferouz spoke around the time of the peace concert. The most important thing is that the war is over and that people are going to meet each other. It is going to take time, There are those who like each other, here are those who hate each other. But something is going to start at this concert. There is already a return to the gentle ways of the past. Those who come to the concert know that. When I sing patriotic songs, for example, I Love You, Lebanon, I have seen Muslim and Christian militiamen who days earlier were fighting each other on the streets, standing in the aisles with tears streaming down their cheeks, hugging each other and singing the words to the song along with me. We will march on with our past. We will form something new. Life will continue. The city will be revived. So it might be hard to imagine this not being overly idealistic, uh, but I think in people's hearts, there really is, you know, the glimmer of hope. Not necessarily to a return to the past, that's not going to happen, but I think people still find in the work of fairies this kind of hope. Tolerance, enjoyment of life, uh, multidimensionality of culture and they retain that hope for their lives and the lives of generations to come. And we leave you with a
0: song from Firouz's 2010 album, created with Ziad. The album is titled, Efi Amal. Yes, there is hope. Funding for Apopop Worldwide comes from the National Endowment for the Humanities, the National Endowment for the Arts, which believes a great nation deserves great art, the William H. Donner Foundation, the Nathan Cummings Foundation, and PRI, Public Radio International Affiliate Stations around the U.S. And thank you for supporting your public radio station. Additional support for FOPA worldwide comes from WOMEX, the Showcase, Trade Fair and Seminar for World, Roots and Ethnic Music, October 23rd to the 27th in Cardiff, Wales. More info, WOMEX.com. Thanks to Ken Habib, AJ Rassi and Don Elder for their help with this program. Thanks also to Marion Farhat and Lauren Castro for transcriptions and to all our friends in Lebanon. Stay tuned for upcoming programs on the worldwide Lebanese diaspora and the contemporary music scene in Beirut. Visit afropop.org to read more from Ken Habib, A.J. Rassi and others. And to hear Banning Air's web-exclusive podcast on the composer Zaki Nassif and another iconic Lebanese singer, Sabah. You can also find us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at AfropopWW. Hey, we're celebrating Afropop's 25th anniversary with a gala concert in New York City, September 19th, featuring Basiku Kuyate, Mamadou Kelly, Samba Mapangala, and surprise guests. So be there, or be square, and I'll be there. More info, afropop.org. My Afropop partner is Sean Barlow. Sean produces our program for World Music Productions. Research and production for this program by Banning Air. And join us next week for another edition of Afropop Worldwide. Our chief audio engineer and co-producer is Michael Jones. Additional engineering by Mike Kaplan, Brandon Baker, and Stephanie Lobo Banning Air edits our website, afropop.org. Our producer for new media is Sam Becker, And I'm Georges Collinet.